0: Welcome back to another episode of In The Zone. Chris, Paniello, we're back. What's up? Got some exciting things to talk about here. So NBA, exciting! Oh. WWE, NHL, we're full today. But first, Piniello, I know you want to talk about this because uh, this morning you sent us a nice Instagram post <laughs> or two about some of the quotes that Joel Embiid and Damian Lillard said uh, last night. One said he's the most dominant player in the league. The other one said he's one of the best players in the league. What are your thoughts on these players coming out and saying this? And I
1: don't know, what, do you think it's good for the game? I really don't, but uh, I, I have it right here. I just want to read it out. It's still locked into my mind. So from Lillard, I'm one of the best players in the NBA. Tell me how I'm not. That's not pride talking. That's facts. <laughs> now, no one's really surprised with the Embiid one, but I'm the most unstoppable player in the league.
2: That is incorrect. That is Giannis Antetokounmpo, yep. who is the most unstoppable player I mean, in the league.
1: Like, regardless of the actual quote, though, the second you start claiming these things is the exact day you don't live up to the expectations. Because the only thing you're telling, like, the, I view this as you're only telling media and the fans, you're giving them a reason to come back to those comments when things go south. So, like, for example, what happens when uh, the 76ers, if they have to take on the Bucks? and then they get smashed in four. Is Embiid going to grab the mic and say, I'm the most unstoppable player?
0: Probably.
1: Like, to me, that it just seems childish, and I feel like um, your fan base will respect you a lot more if you just go out there, work hard in silence, and then when you start to have, see success in the postseason, then maybe you can start talking a little bit more shit. But mm-hmm. I just, I really hate when players come out and they start tooting their own horn.
2: Jumping on uh, uh, Pinello's point, uh, can you name me like five humble superstars in the NBA?
0: Kawhi, Steph Curry, Giannis, and
2: Giannis even sometimes kind of. Yeah, I think
0: because he plays in Milwaukee a little bit, but he's not as bad as what <laughs> Joel Embiid is doing. I'll say Doncic for now. Yeah, for
2: but now. I feel like even even maybe like a Tatum, but these guys are again it's their second year in the league. Like guys like Joel Embiid saying I'm the most unstoppable player. Yeah, you're seven feet and you're jacked to shit, but at the end of the day, are you have you won championships? Mm-hmm. Have you won MVP? No. Like, yes, you are the best player on a stacked Philly team, but you're not the most unstoppable.
0: And he's not unstoppable because if you look in the standings, Philly's where? five? five, three. Three, so four, yeah. Three teams are stopping them, so <laughs> that right there doesn't make like sense. Like
2: listen, I don't I I don't even I'm not even upset with what Lillard said. It's just Lillard. I know, like he's been putting on great, like what three, four straight years of like 25 plus points a game. Um, He has a great backcourt partner in CJ McCollum, but when it's come to the playoffs, Lillard's been invisible. So you could say you're the best, and you could say that you're one of the best in the league. Last year, he was first All NBA at the end of the year. A lot of people had him in MVP conversation because of the last run he had. But to me, if you don't perform in the playoffs, and you don't even win a game because they didn't win a game last year. I wouldn't even like I wouldn't go out there to the media and say that because then that has people. That's just an excuse for people to, to bash on you and hate you. You know, how many people hate Russell Westbrook because yeah. of the stuff that he says. Oh, I'm the best point guard of this generation because of the triple doubles that I get. Like everyone calls him stat stuffer. People call him like selfish player. Like we've heard stories where he passes the ball, he tells him to shoot it so he can get the assist. Lays <laughs> so, it up. Just so like, so you can get that
0: rebound.
2: I, I don't know. The NBA, it's all about I think egos. Guys like Kawhi and like.
1: You guys are with me then, right? Yes,
2: yeah. guys like guys like Kawhi and Curry. They don't come often. They showcase their skills, but yet they're still humble and they're not like, oh, I'm the best ever. Like, yeah. like people, like I've heard people say that. Oh, Steph Curry to me is a top five point guard all time. He doesn't even say he's the best shooter of all time yet. I haven't heard Curry say, yeah, I'm the best shooter of all time. I haven't heard that come out of his mouth because he's actually a humble guy, but he knows it. Like he he already – I think he's second all time in three-pointers already, and he has probably another six, seven years left, maybe even more. So guys like Steph and even guys like Davis. Davis is still kind of humble, but at the same time, he's kind of getting – he's getting to that point now, so – there's not a lot of guys in the league that are humble. That's that's basically what I'm going to agree with Piniello is like they're all saying they're the best. And like you can't be the best. Like I, I love that mentality where you're confident in yourself. Yeah. But you can't be going out there saying, oh, I'm the most unstoppable player in the league. Try defending me. Try stopping me from scoring. They do stop you from yeah. scoring
0: because <laughs> <laughs> you be don't win job. every game.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so i don't know it's it's an interesting uh, industry the nba and another
0: like another example just to go off on that like lebron a few years ago he said oh yeah i'm the best in the world and he's doing like all these quotes saying yeah that performance in cleveland me winning the championship is one of the reasons why i'm considered the greatest of all time like by who
2: <laughs> well the the goat discussion is always going to be there with him and mj and people are always going to have their you know opinions and their arguments for yeah. both players but like lately, even LeBron has been looked at as a cancer in the room and a problem. Like yeah. he doesn't even care about the apparently like the basketball anymore. He's more about the business side. So like, I don't even know if like if I'm seeing LeBron on TV and he's saying, oh we lost this game because players weren't playing their best and he's trying to throw like teammates under the bus, like a Kyle Kuzma or a guy that they signed out of nowhere for desperate need and Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler, I didn't hear his name for three years. Yeah,
0: and he's on the decline. Now people
2: are all, all of a sudden surprised that he's not doing well. It's like, guys, I haven't heard this guy's name in three years. You expect him to come to this team and dominate? Even JaVale McGee, I love the guy, but last year on Golden State, God, it was awful. Yeah. And now he comes to the Lakers, everyone's like, oh, this guy should be a double-double machine. He's hitting the gym. He's looking better. It's like he's still JaVale McGee, man. Like he's not a DeMarcus Cousins. But – yeah, there's, there's just a lot of guys in the league that they say they're the best and they have no right saying that.
0: And When you make these claims, like someone asked Michael Jordan, uh, are you the greatest of all time? But then he said, oh, if I say that, then it's disrespectful to Will Chamberlain, Oscar Robertson. I never played against those guys. It's about eras too, yeah. right? And then you see LeBron. He's like, whoa, when I play for Cleveland, then you can't make these claims because then when you lose in the finals, people are just going to get on you even more and – I understand you can talk, like trash talk and hyping yourself up. It's good for the game. We see it's proof in the NBA. Those guys are getting paid every year. Maybe the NHL should take note, but like they take it sometimes. <laughs> you see Embiid come out, like, come on, you're not unstoppable. Shaquille O'Neal, is, that's the guy you can say I'm unstoppable because I won championships to prove it. Even Kyrie Irving lately,
2: like, he goes to the media. He's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm probably going to get traded. I love Boston, but, like, if Boston isn't for me, it's not for me. Like, I feel like I'm bigger than Boston. Yeah. It's like, why Why do you say stuff like that? That's just going to hurt your your morale and no one's going to like you anymore. Like, even LeBron, I, I would think after this year, the way that the Lakers are playing, he would, like, shut up and tone it down. But he's doing the exact opposite and saying – oh, yeah, you know, we know that we weren't we weren't good this year. Like, we weren't coming in as a playoff team. It's like, what? You're LeBron <laughs> James. You just took Cleveland to the finals. That team sucked. And you're telling me now with guys like Lonzo Ball and Kuzma and Ingram and JaVale McGee and Rondo that you can't even make the playoffs? And now he's saying, oh well, you know, um, we're, we're trying our best, but, you know, the, the breaks just aren't coming. And now all of a sudden guys like Ingram and Ball are shut down for the whole oh, year. yeah. So now they're going full tank mode. So I just like if I'm LeBron James and I'm thinking of it as I'm a pro athlete. I've been in this industry for 16, 17 years now. You're already in the GOAT discussion. You're not making the playoffs for the first time in, in I don't know, what, like 13 years. Just kind of not go to the media, even though you are LeBron James. Just kind of tone it down and just try and bring the fans back on your side. Because right now I've been hearing that. He's looked at as like the villain of basketball right now. As like no one likes him. And it's crazy to think because what he's done for the game is like it's it's insane. But
0: and just wait till the July because he has all these plans for free agents. Like Kyrie Irving, he's already thinking, oh, he's gonna come here. Duran he thinks he's gonna come here. No. Those guys are gonna opt out and go to New York. He thinks Kawhi's gonna go there. Kawhi doesn't wanna play with him. <laughs> and he's like Anthony <laughs> Davis, he has five hopes for. If Boston trades for him or Toronto trades for him, if they sign Kawhi again. LeBron's going to be all alone again with Alonzo Ball, Ingram, Hart, Kuzma. He's got to make it work or else they're just going to, you know what, LeBron, thanks for your time. We're going to trade you now. And we might be seeing LeBron being traded for the first time in his career.
2: I get the whole LeBron James thing where you want to play with him as a pro athlete, like an Anthony Davis. If he plays with LeBron, that's going to help his career. He's 25 now. He's probably in his prime right now. He wants to play his prime with LeBron James. That's something that I would assume any basketball player would want. But we just saw the Clippers keep winning and they have two free agent max contracts that they can sign. I don't think the Lakers are getting KD. I don't think the Lakers are really going to get anyone that's huge. I don't think they're getting Kawhi. If anything, they're going to get Anthony Davis. Yeah. And... If this means that you have to completely change your team and completely change manage it, management, so be it. I think LeBron is open to it. We've seen it before in Cleveland where he was basically the coach. No offense to, to Ty Lue, but That's LeBron LeBron was <laughs> running the team. and You're kind of seeing it now at the end of the year where now they're not really making the playoffs. LeBron, I feel like, has a lot more to say in this game of basketball than anyone else. So he's probably looking at Luke Walden and saying, listen, like, I know we're not going to make the playoffs. Let me try and help you with your coaching method. You're probably not lasting till next year. So he's probably anticipating a full blow up LeBron. And I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't think the Lakers should trade LeBron James. I I think that's... We've already seen a stupid trade this week with Odell Beckham. I don't think you should trade LeBron James. And
0: then they're probably going to get Zion or R.J. Barrett first because, you know, it's rigged.
2: The tanking, <laughs> let's talk about that another day because I can just go off on that right now, but I don't want to do that.
0: I, I want to just ask you guys this first. Piniello, like, we don't watch like a whole lot. We're not diehard like, NBA. I'm not going to go watch Phoenix and L.A. play. I'll see like <laughs> L.A. and Golden State once in a while, I'll see the Raptors play. But in your opinion, when you watch LeBron play – Do you think he's on the out of his prime right now or do you think he still has like years where he can be still productive? Because I see a lot of players and media members saying, you know what, maybe he's not as good as he is two years ago.
2: I talked about it with my brother like three days ago and uh, I call this the sunset, the twilight of his career. I think this is a time now where he's done everything he can for like franchises and organizations. He still is a top three player in the league. But Pete, this is now a time finally after a decade and a half where people are now battling him for the number one spot in the NBA. Like Kevin Durant, Giannis is now coming up. Davis went healthy to me as a top three player as well. So there's a lot of players now in the debate of a top three player. And LeBron to me is, yeah, he's slowly starting to kind of sink a little bit, but... You, you can never cancel him out as coming back and you know outperforming all his teammates because he is LeBron James, but maybe in a year's time, we'll be saying he's the fifth best player in basketball instead of the best. I mean, the, the, that's always... Sport is always up for debate. Piniello could say Giannis is better than LeBron right now. I could say Harden is better than both LeBron and Giannis right now because of the points he's putting up. Kind of so it's all about preference and your own opinion but to me LeBron in the next couple years it's normal to see a decline in a guy that's 34 years of age but I don't know it's tough with
1: LeBron. I was actually going to say I think Giannis may be taking over as one of the top guys but I haven't seen a whole lot from LeBron this year I just I hear all the stories about how things are going south but based off last year yeah LeBron is still a top five player in this game.
2: It's just the emergence with so many young guys that he's going to When he sinks, like when he declines, it's gonna be like flat out, like Adam, like we're gonna be like, holy shit, he's not even a top ten player in the league now, because that's how many guys are coming up. Like, to me, Town still has a higher ceiling. I think he could reach guys like Luka Doncic are insane. Like Tatum, all these guys coming up, Kyrie, Curry. I didn't even mention the whole all these guys are coming up. So, I feel like when LeBron does increasingly decline. A lot of people are going to make a big deal of it and be like, oh, this guy's not even a top 10 player anymore. And at that point, he should probably just flat out retire. So, I don't know, man. Sometimes with uh, with players and their egos, it just breaks them. Like, look at Kobe in his last game. I love that guy. Yeah. But you're telling me you're going to score 60 in your last game because you put up 54 fields? <laughs> like, like, come on. I love Kobe, but... I think he did that on purpose. Like, guys, yeah, it's my last game. Really so let good. me just shoot the ball yeah. any chance I get. So
0: I loved it, though. That was good. It was. <laughs> just one and that, you know that
2: screwed Utah out of the playoffs, yeah. right? That, that was <laughs> that was so funny. But that's it for NBA, no?
0: Yeah, that's good. Let's go to the rink because uh, – This know. guy just started talking about Raw. Oh, my God. Oh, you guys want to go to the ring or the rink? Which one would you prefer? Because uh, there's been some bad things happening. We'll Do the rink. Do the rink. rink. Okay. Because the Leafs, I don't know what the hell's going on. They got Muzzin, who was a plus on L.A., who's been bad this year. He's supposed to be brought in for defensive, defensive ability. How many goals were let in in the last four games? Like 25, 24? It's funny. Two weeks
2: ago when Pags was not here, remember what I said to you? I said the Leafs are playing well. They're scoring a lot of goals. Yeah. Two weeks two weeks pass. We're now talking about how many goals they allow. So I should go on vacation more often. I'm, I'm not saying <laughs> that, but all I'm saying is Freddie Anderson has never looked so bad. I watched the highlights of the Philly game. I watched highlights of the Chicago game, and I saw the Ottawa game. And like I don't know what's going on. It's I know it's not Freddie. I can't put the blame on Freddie. But this Gardner injury, I don't know what's happened with our D. A lot of people shit on Gardner. We need Gardner.
1: I just love it how people are running him out of town. Yeah. And the second they realize that he's gone, and like, oh shit, we can use another defenseman back. We need Jake Gardner. Yeah. Like after the the last how many years of claiming that he's the worst guy ever and he's liability, and now we're fucking screaming for him to come back. And, and if like, they're all gonna cheer or they're gonna boo, like I like I, 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 love,
0: some mistake.
2: I love guys like Riley and Muzzin, but you can't be playing twenty seven minutes a night every single night. It's just gonna it's gonna tire you out for the playoffs and we're gonna be screwed. So our bottom for our bottom two pairings on D right now are laughable. They're awful. Oshiganov to me should not be in the league. He sucks. I talked about this with my cousin Steve when I went to his book signing and he we were basically like we were getting into a heated argument because he was saying that Zaitsev is like a decent defenseman and Oshiganov is flat out awful. Like I agree with you with Oshiganov being awful, but Zaitsev is right there.
1: I have nightmares of Zaitsev just wrapping it around the boards and getting off the ice because he literally contributes nothing to the game. The only,
2: the only thing that I like with Zaitsev is his shot blocking ability and the amount of minutes he eats some games, not all games, some games. Ron Hainsey is 36 years old. He's old. We shouldn't be he should we shouldn't be relying on him to play twenty five minutes. Maybe twenty one minutes. But then there's guys like Borgman and Hole and Rosen. They're all injured at a time where we need them. Do we bring up Lilgren? Do we throw him right in and be like, hey, we don't have any deed. You want to play 23 minutes a night in your debut like McAvoy did a couple of years ago?
1: I, would do that. Uh, I don't know if I would
0: with him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know McAvoy though when he came out of nowhere like maybe that's like the best. That was ever. a
2: blessing for them.
0: That's maybe the best like for the playoffs when they played Boston. He was great. was great this year. Now I would say you know what, bring up a grin, Let's see what he's got. Wasn't what it the there? same uh, same thing with Tory Krug when he first yeah, came into the league he came oh, in that year? Just he had that summer. cannon at the point. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: he came in from uh, college, I think. Yeah. Um, no, but going back to the Leafs defense, if if our D like I know our D we're not offensive. At all, like none of our D score other than Riley. If you look at like the numbers, really, no. Zaitsev has seven points. Oceania have three. Like no, like no one, no one gets points. I'm, I'm even excited to see Hainsy have 20 plus points. I, I don't expect him to score, yeah, especially his age. Muzzin, he's finally picking it up now because I thought he'd be a better two way defenseman. But like even I'm looking at him when I see him play. There's some defensive stuff he does, and I'm like. This isn't the Jake Muzzin I saw in L.A. at
1: kind of, all. He's just kind of there right now.
2: So my biggest question to you guys is which D is best to be called up at this point?
1: Uh, honestly, I want to give it to Borgman. I know everyone wants to see like uh, Lilgren come up and and, and maybe Sandine for a long shot. But yeah. the guy has experience. He's been here before. He's in his mid-20s um, for a 5-6, maybe a 7th D spot, maybe getting 12 minutes a night maybe throw him in there take some of the load off some of the other guys yeah Lilgren
0: for me and I don't know I think with the Marlies if they're going to be in a playoff push they might want him down there just for that experience because they have a good chance of going further uh with him as a top guy he'll eat more minutes but I don't know the Leafs D is so thin that do you risk that extra year without Lilgren or do you want to bring him up for this run
2: my question also going back to when these guys come back and Gardner and Dermot, how many minutes are we expecting Dermott to play when he comes back?
0: Like 12.
2: Because that, inju- that, that collarbone injury is a scary injury. And even Gardner's back is a scary injury. So I feel like even when they come back, you've got to kind of ease them into it. And again, I said to you before, I think we need to rest Riley down the stretch. Like, depending where we are in in the in the standings, like let's say we fall out of the third spot and we go into the wild card. I don't think we will. But if we do, then maybe we can't rest Riley. But I'm saying for now, we're locked. We've been locked in the third spot since, like, the beginning of February, basically. So at this point, I'd say let's take the third seed. We won't get home ice. That's okay. We faced Boston before. We know what their fan base is like. Let's rest Riley for the last five
0: games. Bring up Borgman, Rosen, someone like that. I don't know. I would rest Tavares too. If you're going to play Boston, just the last three games of the season, Riley and Tavares, I would rest them. Both. The guy team. I would
1: rest is actually Kadri. I heard this on, uh, I think it was Overdrive, and Brian Hayes was talking about resting Patrick Marlowe. because sometimes, yeah. like, he's, he's obviously up there in age, and sometimes you don't really notice him, but, like, when they have two three days off and he plays his first game back, he looks amazing. He's such a good skater, but he's at that point now on a back to back where, you know, some he just doesn't have <laughs> it sometimes. So, but I think he's currently on an Ironman streak, yeah, like seven hundred something <laughs> games. So I don't know if they would ask him to do that, but that's a guy that I would maybe rest. Or playing yeah, like five minutes that game.
2: Yeah, we all know that the playoffs is more like physical. So I would rest Kadri, knowing that you're going into a. They're probably going to put Kadri with Bergeron, let's be honest here. Yeah. They're probably going to put Matthews with Krejci, and they're probably going to put Tavares with like Heinen or whoever's the third line there. They need to eat that line alive if yeah. that's the case. <laughs> well, who are you putting against Bergeron? For me, it's Kadri because
1: Tavares and Matthews, are they're not physical enough. At the same time, though, Kadri, I think, had his worst year of his career. Probably. I, I have not noticed him at
0: all. Another thing they might do is... Uh, experiment with the lines you put Matthews on the wing with Tavares and load up and then you put Kadri with Nylander and Hyman
2: I think it all depends again on the center matchups because I've even seen Nylander at times be amazing at the face-off yeah. circle so I think
0: they even might put Nylander as the third line center and then you have Marner Tavares Matthews and then Kadri Marlow and like you bring someone up on that line maybe Kapanen spread it around a bit and load up on a one line where you can just go in when Marshon's on the ice. Okay, I got this guy on the right wing. I got Marner around him, so he's gonna have to. He's gonna be like tough to match, tough to guard. He's gonna go around them, open up plays, and then the other lines. You take advantage of Krejci with Tavares and Kadri.
2: Where would you slot in Hyman?
0: Yeah, that's a, maybe the, the
2: second, first line. Yeah, first second. or second line. See, this is my thing. If you're facing Boston. I, would, I don't know why. I would put Hyman with Kadri. I don't know why yeah. I would do that. It's the grinder. Yeah, guess. people – no, but people think, oh, Hyman isn't – like he's too good for Kadri. Like like their roles don't match – don't mesh well with each other when they're on the ice. Well, Who
1: would you have it on? on That's what I mean. Something? Like they,
2: they, what they mean when they say that is they want to spread it out, the grinding. They want to spread it out. So they want to put Hyman with Tavares or Hyman with Matthews to protect Matthews. But what I would do – I would. I, I don't know why. I if I know. Okay, I'm, I'm not saying they're facing the Bruins, but there's like about a 70% chance that they are. So let's just say they are. I would test out the first game. I'd probably have a line of Kadri, Hyman, and Nylander. I would have that open and face the Berger online and see how that works. Because I want a mismatch with the third line. I want Tavares on the third line for that first game. I wow. want to see him roast the third line.
1: I think due to our offense, either way, we're getting a mismatch. Yeah. It's just a matter of they capitalize on it.
0: Yeah. Like Kapanen, too, is going to be the wild card in that. Because he's been playing really good this year. And if you have him on the fourth line even some games with Gauthier, when Gauthier wins a draw all the time because he's going on faceoffs, you can have Kapanen slot in on the right. And maybe get one or two goals off. Also,
2: course. in terms of role players, who would you scratch going into the playoffs? Because there's a guy like a Tyler Ennis. He's had those moments where yeah, he's looked pretty dominant.
1: That'd be tough. I may have to go back and forth. I, like, I, I want to keep Ennis there. I do too. Because he's, he's, you know, he's had injury problems. Everyone thinks he's so old. The guy's like 30. Yeah. Still he's still got a lot of years. He is 30.
2: Right? No, I don't even think he's 30. I mean,
1: he's, he's 28 got, or 29. The like old 6-7 draft.
2: Was it the 08 or 07? I don't know. One of them. He's not. He's not yeah, old though. Really he's not old. 29. He's still
1: a really skilled yeah. player. He's really fast. He's been playing on the fourth line, so he can do something there for sure. Yeah, I, I don't think Gauthier should play. I would just.
2: I I I've voiced my
0: opinion with him yeah. though. Like, I would just have him in because he's going on faceoffs, and you need that against Boston because they have Bergeron and Krejci. I think just that yeah. it's all about the matchup there, but. If they play Tampa, then Gauthier shouldn't play in
2: Would you rather have Kadri matched up against Bergeron? Would you rather have Kadri matched up against Bacchus if they play Bacchus?
0: I would have Tavares match up Bacchus because then he'll just destroy him. Bacchus can't guard like Tavares anymore. His age and the way he plays, it'd be a horrible mismatch for Boston. The
2: reason I'm saying Kadri so much with Bergeron is because Marchand is on that line. Yeah. And you have Kadri <laughs> just destroy Marchand at any point, any point. You could even (laughs) slot Nylander in at the center spot there and you could have Kadri go like on the wing with him and
1: just elbow him, nudge him, piss him off. It's it's such a tough call because it's really just that one line that gives us so many problems. So we have to do everything in our power to put the perfect fucking line together to counter them. I want to say Kadri, but like, is it a bit of a drop off for skill? Because, like, I, I like for me, I think I'd rather have Tavares go up against him, for a little bit of grit. Yeah. And then maybe keep Marner there. That's just me, though. Then so would who
2: would take on Marshawn? Hyman?
1: Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. That could work. I, Hyman's one of those guys either way. He's the
2: hardest working guy on I'd the ice. I put him
1: on any fucking line and he'll succeed. Yeah. Put Muzzin on right wing and have him go down the line. When
0: Marshawn's on the ice. Where's
2: Bufflin at when we need him?
0: (laughs) Sign that guy.
2: I don't know. It's tough, though, with the Leafs. I think first we need to get our
0: defense in check. We need – I think even Freddie Anderson needs a bit of a rest. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then Garrett Sparks, the only thing with him is, like, he's so – he's not consistent. Like, last night he won the game, but at times he didn't look comfortable in the net at all. And I think Hutchison, when he's up, it's like – he does have some experience, but you're not really comfortable with a
1: backup goalie. I get James Reimer vibes from Garrett Sparks. Guys come down, and he's on his knees already. I'm not really confident with him, honestly.
2: We signed him to another year, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, okay. i well, go
1: wave him if they could
0: find someone better. I think
2: we're just waiting for Ian Scott to come up, finally take that role. Eventually, when Anderson's even on his decline, because Anderson's already 28, so
0: don't know. We'll see. Robrosky's a free agent at the end of the year. Oh, we can't afford anybody.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man,
0: he's got a good year. Like if you have Anderson though next year, and Howard already re-signed with Detroit, like who's? I was so there? pissed with that. Yeah, because he. W- I think Howard would have been a really good guy. backup. Yeah, to yeah. Guy as a backup, you could play thirty games a year. Now, when you're looking at the the free agency. Who would you target or do you trade for a backup goalie? Because Garrett Sparks, they signed him for one year, I think, just like in case. Like he's a backup plan. I think they have their sights on somebody. It's just Dubas has to find out who to fill that spot.
2: If I if I'm trying to sign a goalie, I mean I would assume I would take one of the goalies from the Islanders, Grice and Leonard, but they're both playing so yeah. well. And Grice though, to me, in, he's kind of like a halak when i look at him like career wise there will be a year where he'll have a 925 like a 897 save so it's like i don't know what type of goalie you are but again if i want a backup goalie i want a goalie that's going to get at least 910 and play around 25 games so if that means we can get back james reimer I don't know for like two mil. I don't. I don't really know. I don't know the market for goalies going into the free agency.
1: I think they're kind of shooting themselves for not keeping McElhenney. Yeah. Because that guy was a rock back there. Well, I think I would trade. He, for a he was so
2: for reju. He was so rejuvenated with Toronto.
1: He was like a career backup. He was okay like throughout his career, and then with us, There's the last go. couple of years, he only lost like three or four times, like a 920-30 save. Like when we needed him, we relied on him, and he was there. And they let him go. And they yeah. give Sparks to run, and it's just not been good. And
2: remember we, when we were excited when we got Pickard, and we instantly yeah, that, got rid of yeah, him? that awesome. was a
1: bad move. I think I would trade for a backup, though. Yeah. Like, maybe a Grice. I don't know if he would accept the backup role here, but, yeah, more of a prominent goalie I would try to get. Yeah.
0: What Peter Mrazek? I think he's...
1: Mrazek has so shown flashes of starter. Yeah.
0: But,
2: again, he's on Carolina now, and... They don't even have a starting goalie. Who's their starting the goalie? Juniors. McElhaney? Maybe. It's something like him and Mrazek fighting
1: for it. I think either. I don't know if they want to mess with that because they're actually having success for the first time since 06. Yeah. It's definitely
2: those celebrations. <laughs> Has to be.
1: Oh, a bunch of jerks. Eh? Yeah.
0: <laughs> don't even get me started with that. I remember the World Juniors. He was being compared to Dominic Hasek, Peter Mrazek, when he was unbelievable and then I don't know what I remember, happened it, to him. I remember, I remember
2: vividly fantasy hockey. I picked him up I think three years ago, we had that great year with Detroit. Everyone was saying this guy's a future Vesna winner. Yeah. And then the year after that, he had like a 902 save the whole year. And it's like 15 goals against I'm Like this guy's awful. So with goalies, it's actually tough. Like we're even talking about guys like Carter Hart becoming the next Carey Price already. People like,
1: need to relax. It's like, you got to
2: relax. He's 21 years old and he's on Philly. So. He's got, he's got a lot of competition behind him. He's got two other potential A, not A, but B-plus goalie prospects breathing down his neck. So he, maybe he can feel the pressure, and then he can start sucking. I, don't, I, don't know.
1: I still like Cam Talbot. Everyone rid him off. like He's yeah. had a solid three, four years. He had the stinker last year in Edmonton, and then oh, okay, he's done. I still think he's a solid goalie, so if they can have that duo there. I think they're in good hands. I think
2: a goalie I would like for the for the Leafs as a backup, Mass would like this is Aaron Dell. I think he'd be a pretty oh, good pretty yeah. good goalie for That's them. Blake
1: Comer, definitely
2: yeah. not Martin Jones because no. he's he's sporting an 8.99 save. Oh and guess how many shutouts he has with that 8.99 save? Four. Oh. So how the hell does
0: that happen? <laughs> Brent Burns. Uh. Speaking of free agents, though, what about Joe Quenbo? Ooh. Nobody. I'm surprised where in March. The season's almost over. He was fired early on. Nobody's got this guy. No like rumors about where he's going. No feelers out like, hey, you want to come on board? I
2: I would say Arizona, but Rick Talkett has turned this team into a playoff team somehow. I don't know if it's Galchenyuk or it's Keller or just the chemistry with everyone. I have no idea, but this team... How are they in the playoffs?
1: Grant is a beauty. We saw it at the end of last year too when he finished with a 930 save. Yeah. The I last don't, couple months of the season. Yeah. I don't sure. understand. I don't get it. For Quenville though, a guy with uh, that kind of pedigree, even given the fact that you have to pay out the last year of his contract, it's obviously worth it with the guy, the, the, the things that he can bring to the table. Like I'm making the sacrifice. I'm definitely signing that guy. I'm, I can't believe he's available. Think Pittsburgh, go and make a run
0: at them with their problems. <laughs> um, like, I think Pittsburgh or Edmonton. Should yeah, but be yeah, but
2: them. yeah, but Mike Sullivan has been amazing. Yeah, but
0: like you're he looking at a situation. I, I, I know like I know on, I know on the playoffs for the if, first time and like.
2: You know who? I maybe maybe Philly. Philly. Because they don't have a an actual coach. Like he was still he was brought on last year, and it was like a last second thing. And he's been decent this year. I think they're in 10th in the in the East. They went on that really hot streak, and I think it was December. And then they kind of – yeah, but if, if Joe Quimble went to I, – I can see him going to an East team. Uh, and if it is the West, maybe Minnesota because Bruce Boudreaux is not the coach for them. He uh, yeah. Ever since the Mike Gill firing, they haven't really had any chemistry with another
1: coach in Minnesota, I think. And that's just facts because Minnesota is just – Slid completely. Would he want to go to a contender or like a, a rebuilding key team? Because I was kind of thinking Edmonton. If,
2: if, 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 if it is Edmonton, I wouldn't be surprised because Edmonton, uh, McDavid has said that he wants new management yeah. and he's made that very clear. <laughs> he shouldn't
0: have signed for like eight years and 12 and a half million he should have waited i would say time.
2: buffalo too but phil housley and jack eichel apparently have this magical relationship so i guess i wouldn't screw with that so i don't know it's it's tough with with coaches you really don't know when a coach will get canned and then i would say ottawa if anything <laughs> oh,
0: good luck with that <laughs> they're gonna play players and so they're gonna go play a coach
2: oh my god <laughs>
0: Alina, let's talk about wrestling. Yeah, let's go to wrestling. Let's uh, ignore Monday Night Raw because that was a train wreck. I don't think that deserves uh, that's three hours of boredom. Let's go to SmackDown. Cause uh, skip the Miz, all, screw Raw. The Miz to me, I don't know what he how he does it. I'm excited for this Shane McMahon Miz match. I don't know what the hell this guy was doing on the mic before the last three years. He talked about how he was everywhere. He had to work harder than because he's not a McMahon. The McMahon doesn't make you the best. It makes you the worst. He, like, this guy came from Tough Enough, reality TV, and the real world, Fear Factor. You name it. This guy was <laughs> on it. And now he went to the main event of WrestleMania. He's fighting Shane McMahon. He brought up Vince McMahon. What are your thoughts on this whole feud? How it?
2: I've been saying repeatedly for three years that this guy is most deserving of a WWE push one last time. If this means we're going to get it later on in the year, I'm so down for it. But I've been telling this guy ever since that Dolph Ziggler Miz feud that this guy has been running SmackDown for three years and no one has given this guy the credit. I hate how people now are finally coming on to Twitter and like, Oh, the Miz to me is a top five guy in WWE like right now. It's like he's been a top five guy since 2016. He's possibly been the best Intercontinental Champion since 2010. And that is a very, very bold statement to make. Yeah. Um, his mic work, excellent. Heel, obviously better. Face, we saw here, outstanding. 2013 face Miz, Wasn't no, yeah. not good. You could even ask Piniello, he didn't like it. The feuds that he had as a face were also not that good. It was kind of random. But this is a perfect setup for his first face run. That's why I'm also excited because Shane coming out and saying he's the best in the world is not the trophy. It's because he's a McMahon. And the Miz, you know, relating back to his dad saying that my dad never said that I was the best or that he was proud of me once. And the only time he did was when I was in the ring with you. And now you turn your back on me and now I'm more motivated. So a Miz face and motivated. I can only
1: imagine what this is going to bring for him in the near future. I'm so excited. He's one of those guys, regardless of the program that he's involved in, he just nails it every time. Like he's, he's in a program with Shane McMahon going into WrestleMania. That sounds horrendous, but he's turning trash into treasure. That guy on the mic is just absolute money. And this is one of the very few matches (laughs) I'm kind of looking forward to. I didn't think I'd ever say that, but there it is.
0: And I was just like listening to some interviews, and I thought it was interesting. And he kind of compares to Chris Jericho in a way, because Jericho in 2002 was an undisputed champ, and then when he lost at a WrestleMania, he didn't have another title run until seven years later. The Miz went into WrestleMania 27 as a champ, lost it a couple months later, hasn't had a title match since. So is this finally the time where he wins it, or are they still going to keep on going on this journey with him or does he go to raw after like chase a title and not get close to it
2: the only downside for this whole kofi kingston thing is it could maybe hold back the Miz's face run unless you have daniel bryan retain and troll everybody and then you can maybe have a fresh Miz face turn take on a fresh and
1: rejuvenating daniel bryan heel turn and that would be best for SmackDown Live, I think that's what's happening because uh, we've said it before, Brian and Miz. It's um, it's magic. It's one of those feuds. They'll be on and off for a while, but when they pick up, it'll always be fresh. And now it's more fresh. Oh. Brian's the fucking one of the best heels in the world. And he is. Miz is one of the best faces, and like it's totally flip flop, and it's crazy, and it would just be unbelievable for the title too. Everyone thought The Miz would have the title and Brian would be fighting for it, but this is just amazing. I can see this happening around like SummerSlam time. Oh. Perfect venue, Toronto, right here. <laughs> it's, it's funny, push-a-bank. I was just going to mention not this SummerSlam, but last SummerSlam. Yeah.
2: If you're telling me, looking back at last SummerSlam's Daniel Bryan versus The Miz match, you're telling me that Daniel Bryan is the top heel in the company and The Miz is one of the top faces in the company, I would call you flat out delusional or an idiot. And now we're at that point, so it's like, wow, creative team, you got to give yourself a round of applause. There's times where you completely fuck up like you did on Raw, but then on SmackDown you just make magic. I don't know what it is with SmackDown. Week after week after week, I keep saying – Wow, this show was just way better. Yeah. you got to bring
1: – it's just mirrored as raw. all have to go back to two hours. It has yeah. to go back to two it was, hours. It just filled the time with meaningless segments like guys like Baron Corbin versus Apollo Cruz. What is that resulting in? I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> I love Alexa Bliss, but
1: you don't have to do your show every week. I don't like that. They've all been bad too. Yeah. like You can't take anything away from it. Speaking of bad – Baron Corbin
0: is Kurt Angle's final opponent at WrestleMania. I took to Twitter. (laughs) I took to Twitter, and I don't take to Twitter often. And I mentioned the pro wrestling
2: mag. I said, is this confirmed or is this just like a WWE, WWE throwing an idea at the crowd and seeing how they react to it? Twitter exploded. Everyone was saying, is this actually the best you can do? You pick Baron Corbin. I get it. I was saying to Piniello, the roots and the feud, like the the feud, it makes sense because there's been animosity with them for a while. You know, Baron Corbin cost Kurt his job as GM and then Corbin was the GM and then Kurt screwed Baron. So there's a story there. But it's Kurt Angle, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. It's his last match and you're giving it to Baron Corbin.
1: Just think about that for a second. I don't think that'll ever sink in. Baron be. Corbin. I, I can see something like uh, he makes some tap within like 30 seconds, and then our boy John Cena comes <laughs> out. <laughs> the economics,
0: John Cena, <laughs> ruthless aggression. You, he smacks him in the other match. If we, I just have so many questions.
2: You've,
0: it's been promoted for so long. John
2: Cena versus Kurt Angle. Even Chad Gable versus Kurt Angle was promoted for a while. Jason Jordan coming back would be perfect. Baron Corman Why? Why? You just had Finn Balor lose the IC title I'd rather have Finn Balor take on Kurt Angle And I love Finn Balor That guy should be Universal Champion
1: So uh, are they trolling us? Is something going to give here? Or is this match going to actually happen? I hope they're trolling everybody I don't want to see that match Do you think the biggest troll job would be That the match actually does happen? Because people think there's going to be a swerve (laughs) I I would think so. And then Kurt Angle says, you know what? I'm not going to retire. That's the worst (laughs) possible outcome for me. That would be bad.
2: I love Kurt having a match, a mania. But I hate how this is the ninth singles match for this show. It's like I'm doing my own universe mode in 2K19 and I'm putting together all singles matches that I want to see or that I've wanted to see a decade ago. Like Batista Triple H, don't want to see it. Baron Corbin, Kurt Angle. Don't want to see it. The only singles match I want to see, we said, Miz because of his mic work. He's making it interesting. And Styles and Orton has been a feud that we've wanted to see since, I don't know, 2006. Yeah. So those are the only two singles matches that I genuinely care about. Rollins, Lesnar.
0: It's
1: uh, whatever. I'm excited yeah. for the last 30 seconds of that match. Yeah.
2: <laughs> if it's Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan, I'm excited for it. It's great storytelling, but again, I feel like it's a happy-go-lucky ending, and I don't like that. Yeah. We already had that with Daniel Bryan, so I don't know. Again, singles matches, singles matches. Like, even if Lashley faces Finn Balor, there's another singles match. Mm-hmm. How about Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre? That's another singles match.
1: Like, they do all these How many th- singles uh, matches do you want? They do all these things just to get them on the show, but like... Yeah. If you do Finn versus Lashley, it's just another boring. It's raw a raw match. That's a raw yeah. match. Yeah. It's WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Like, okay, you you I don't know if you're gonna get into it later or
2: now. Finn Balor versus The Undertaker. That's a singles match I that, I, that I wanted to wrong. see if it were to happen three years ago when Finn Balor made his debut. Yeah. Why the hell are we getting it three years later? After Balor just had one of the biggest matches of his career against Brock, and they hyped him up so much. And now he, oh, yeah, we're going to give you an IC title, and then you're going to lose to Lashley. Now what? Three weeks later. Like, you were exactly right when you made that point. If they're in a top feud, they just grant them the the second best title. It's like, yeah, you face Brock, oh, we'll give you the IC title. Oh, Samoa, you face Styles, oh, we'll give you the U.S. title. What English the hell? Champions
1: what does that do? What does that do for them? It's a nice little consolation prize to tell them, we appreciate your work. You're not the top guy, but here, just take the mid-card title for a month, and then we'll do, have some more plans down the road or whatever.
2: Even the tag team titles, have we heard a lick of info no. going
1: into the show yet? Nothing. On, uh, on Raw, the Raw Tag Team Champions, The Revival, yeah. were shown for about 15 seconds during a backstage segment with Baron Corbin and Apollo Crews. Less than three fucking weeks until the biggest pay-per-view of the year. And the best tag team. One of the best tag teams in wrestling. My opinion of the best in the company. That, For me, tag team wrestling is my absolute fucking shame that both of the titles, they don't even have a match yet. And if they do, it's going to get thrown together at the last second in a sloppy, fatal four-way no one's going to care about, arguably on the pre-show. It's insulting Just like me. the
0: women's tag.
1: Oh. Got Beth Phoenix coming back to no reaction
0: at all. <laughs> The why? Kind of thrown why? Out.
2: Why develop new stars? Yeah. That's my next question. Yes. Why? Why? Why do you develop guys like Finn Balor to have the character that they do? To, is magical. it? Is it just to go up against un, an Undertaker? Is that it? Is that why you make a yeah. demon character?
0: Like no like, black have, and like no, like i black and ricochet. Like no,
2: this is an honest question. Cause like I've seen time and time again, even Bray Wyatt, the Eater of Worlds. Did you just make that character to just face the Undertaker at WrestleMania, and then fuck off? Cause after that bray wyatt has not had a lick of success nothing i don't count that wwe run i don't count that you had it for two weeks and then lost it to a stale ass randy orton and then what happened after that we got a jinder
1: mahal run okay, i think that was the only low point of smackdown that yeah. five six month period and That's then uh who else had the title I don't know, AJ won it
0: after that, right? Yeah, because yeah. you had to get AJ versus Brock Lesnar yeah. at Survivor but Series. But would you want to see Jinder versus Brock Lesnar?
1: <laughs> Do you, you remember what the original Rick? plan was? It was yeah. Jinder
2: versus Brock with Cena as the special guest ref.
0: You're telling me that's going <laughs> to oh work? Oh, my
1: God. That been all beautiful. right. It's got Vince written all over
0: it. And it would have been competitive, apparently. So Jinder would have had a competitive match after he was in 3MB, and Brock like did that whole thing with them. They were going to have a competitive match. I
2: could, get, I could get really heated right now, but I don't know if I want to <laughs> – I'm going to call this Mania Nostalgia Mania oh, man. because this is pathetic. This is bullshit. I'm, 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 I'm tired of it, man. How many matches are rumored? 17. 17 matches. Eight hours show. <laughs> can you name me? I can guarantee. I can probably name you 11 superstars that are part-timers at this event. Oof. At least.
0: Sounds boring. Rock's
2: going to be there probably. Probably going to have a segment.
0: With Elias.
2: Elias. Oh, yeah, where the I'm fuck here. are you? Where Where's Elias? Braun Strowman, you just had a, one of the greatest
1: years. Where are you? Okay, Again, nowhere to be problem. found. Shooting with the two guys from SNL. Yeah, yeah He's right. going to be in that battle royal. I think that's where Lars Sullivan's going to come home and win the battle royal. To me, that battle royal, it, it, one time they hit on it. The first Mania one. 30. The first one. Yeah, yeah every, every other year, it's just there. And yeah. Naomi and 30, won the, the yeah. women's one, and then you, you don't hear be, her name since. It's like, why? Don't just throw people to get on the card. It's WrestleMania. Matt Hardy won it right?
0: last year. Yeah. Wow, what a, what a show. Yeah, help from Bray Wyatt. And then they didn't go anywhere with this character. After he finally brought it into WWE, everyone wanted to see it, and they just put it to the side. But it also another match, Samoa Joe Rey Mysterio. Singles match! match. Yeah, not the match we wanted to see. Andrade versus Mysterio would have been way better. What, we're gonna make some do more we
2: call this nostalgia mania or do we call this single mania? what uh, what, what are we calling multi-man
0: it? Multi man matches, were or, or, or are we gonna call it troll mania when Lesnar
1: retains again? That's where everyone's included, everyone gets a participation award. I don't think I would be surprised <laughs> if Lesnar retained because last year it was a foregone conclusion yeah. that Reigns was gonna win and he didn't, and he didn't, so like. I think Can you see Lesnar winning and beating all three S.H.I.E.L.D. members at Mania? I think he if he wins, he's losing to, he's like, he'll
0: challenge Roman Reigns, he'll come The next out. night on Raw. No, not, I think right after, Roman Reigns will come out to like hug Seth Rollins, like, oh, it's okay, he lost to Lesnar. I want a match now. <laughs> and then Paul Heyman will get on the mic, you want to go to Suplex City? And then Roman Reigns will beat him in like two minutes, not even, and then win with the title. Great moment, great PR event for WWE. I can't believe I'm
2: saying this, but I'm so happy that Roman's back. Yeah, We needed Roman back. Take it if there was no Roman Reigns at this mania. Who would have taken Roman's spot? Goldberg? No. John Cena? <laughs> oh my
0: God.
2: Who, uh, I don't know, uh, Chris Jericho returning? CM Punk? Anyone that's not in the company right now? Who? who I don't know. Who's, a, who's, a, who's an alumni? Think of names. I don't
1: know. I, I can't stop thinking of Goldberg now. You got that in my head. Yeah. I would put it over for me I'd, Oh my god yeah.
2: Shawn Michaels coming back
0: Yeah I would rule that
2: one. How about a Chris Masters come back
1: How about he gets a big push
2: <laughs> He might be an all elite That's a he, They have their eyes on another
0: product I don't get this mania I don't get it I'm actually so upset I don't understand it On Smackdown though Did you see when Rey Mysterio <laughs> Said he was going to challenge Samoa Joe His son was with them. That's the same son Eddie Guerrero <laughs> Oh Did you see what I sent in the oh group chat? God. He had the he had the briefcase. Said child custody, Samoa. Oh, no.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, it should be a US title uh, title for son match. <laughs> so, yeah, Samoa Joe's gonna go. I want custody of your son,
1: Dominic. If I beat you at WrestleMania. Holy shit, man. I don't really like when they just throw a bunch of people in a match, but for the the US title, I really want to see the Fatal Four Way. Yeah. Because We saw that, that last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not on a, a five man. minute shit show though Cause like they did it on a Was it Fastlane? It yeah With Truth and Andrade That was, oh, was great That was Truth amazing And Truth is just fucking hilarious And yeah. everyone loves him And they want to see him So just He doesn't even have to win Just put him in the match He deserves it He but does that, deserve it What the hell is Al- Almas doing too Like yeah. That's a world probably Superstar
0: battle world, Oh my God. Tell me they're gonna feud now Those two Who? Truth and Andrade
1: I know. I hope not. Maybe we'll have a
0: mixed <laughs> tag match. Our Truth and Carmella versus Andrade and Selena Vega. Another match on the card. <laughs> it's going to be 17. There's your
2: 12th or 13th match. I'm not going to lie. I want to see the Usos versus The New Day one last time at WrestleMania. Yeah. I don't sure. want. I don't want to see the it. Usos versus the Hardy Boys versus the Bar versus Root. like I don't want to see yeah. all that. It's a clusterfuck. I don't want to see that. I think that was one of the best feuds of last year too. Yeah. Usos and New Day. They just put on great matches every time. I don't care if they face each other nine times a year. Like I hate when people say that. Like, oh, we've seen this match before. It's not that good. It's like, fuck, bitch. It was the fucking <laughs> best. It was the fucking best match on the show. When they had that tag team hell in the cell match. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this. They faced each other the last eight weeks in a row on SmackDown. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it. Coming out of that show, everyone's like, oh, that was the best match on the show. Yeah, no fucking shit. <laughs> I mean, everything they do is magic god man i don't want to see the hardys anymore i love them i don't want to see them take home the tag titles they did that in their return i don't want to see that again
0: the only way i want to see it is if they go back to like the broken characters like change it up i don't want to see the hardy boys it's been there they've done it they had the return already do something different and maybe i'll warm up to the idea but right now i don't want to see them even if it's
2: something different like rusev and shinsuke winning the tag titles
1: that team to me still doesn't make any sense they were feuding and then they're just a team. I'm level. just trying to spice things up. I know it makes no sense. Like Shinsuke broke Lana's ankle and yeah. then the next week they're a fucking tag team. Oh, might as well roll with it. We're doing nothing. Because our truth beat both of them the same night. And they got oh, nothing for yeah. Finn
0: Balor. Just imagine if they didn't like do a bad job with Shinsuke. Could've had Shinsuke versus Finn Balor. The rivalry's already there with like New Japan. And what a dream that match been you could have had yeah. if
2: let's say Gallows and Anderson now. Because they've been pulled from all WWE events. You could have done Finn Balor and those two versus The Shield. Or Finn Balor and those two versus The New Day. Like, you could have had so many interpromotional matches you could have done, but now Gallows and Anderson are upset. They fucked off now. They're going to AEW. I hope they yeah. they kill it there. I know they will. Finn Balor's doing nothing. If he takes on The Undertaker, I don't – I'm not going to lie. I don't even want to watch that match. I really don't – If if Undertaker wins, I might not even watch the rest of the show after that. <laughs> I'm just flat – dude, like, the nostalgia act has got to go. And
0: if it's not gonna go, at least just make it one match a year. Yeah. Don't make it fucking four or five. Because they have like the Saudi Arabia shows where they want the nostalgia, so put all the nostalgia there because that's
1: what the fans they only know. Did you watch have. that yeah.
2: Undertaker, Kane, Sean? Yeah. Did you watch that match? Yeah,
1: I did. Yeah. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. Sean came out of retirement <laughs> in Saudi Arabia. For that. I think that's
2: there the, was rumors early on in the year that they wanted to do Sean versus Daniel
1: Bryan. Yeah. Ooh. Why? These things should just be left for your imagination yeah. because it would never work today. How do you watch that
2: match? And after that match, you're going backstage and you're creative and you're saying, Yeah, that wasn't such a great match from Sean, but let's put Sean versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania.
1: What?
2: what? That Like, if I'm Andrade, it's like, Oh, that could be me in that spot.
1: And it'll be I did. like a hundred times better. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Kevin Owens, where the hell is he? What's he
1: doing at WrestleMania? Is he going to be putting the
2: Andre the Giant Battle Royal?
1: I hope not. I hope not. He hope He better win. Clean. He better <laughs> dominate it. Just super kick like 12 people up. What about EC3?
0: Nowhere to be found. I haven't heard his John name. Johnny
1: Gargano hasn't been on SmackDown since Chapman got injured. I haven't seen EC3 since he, lo- he lost to Ambrose yeah. on Raw. When Ambrose was still like, is he a face or a heel? No one knows. And I think then, that was like over
0: yeah. a month ago. He just went backstage in a mirror and has had a match.
2: <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand Mania, man. I actually don't. I don't know what's gonna happen. Even Samoa Joe and Ray, man. Like, why are you putting those two against each other if it is a singles
0: match? It doesn't make sense.
2: You've seen the chemistry that Andrade and, and Ray have had for two months. Yeah. Why don't you kickstart that up again at WrestleMania? That should have
0: been a Mania match. That would have been a Passing of the Torch match too. Mexican star who can actually still wrestle. Like I wouldn't be. Andrade. I
2: wouldn't be opposed to Samoa Joe. I know you're going to get really mad at me. I would not be mad if he lost the title like next week on SmackDown and oh, we God. saw and we saw some and we saw Andrade versus Ray for the title.
1: Wouldn't mind. If you
2: have to do a singles match, yeah. I don't want to see Samoa Joe versus Ray. People are saying that's a dream feud for them. I'm like, I'm looking at these two on paper. It could be great, but it just to me, I'm not sold on Ray. And it's not really when I think of Ray and Joe, up, yeah. it's like I don't see Ray beating Joe.
0: Ten years. I, ago, I don't. I don't see that. <laughs> not now. Like Ray Mysterio's older now, but he, and he's a little smaller. And then Samoa Joe's a bigger guy who can still do those, like cruiserweight moves. But I want to see that. That's not like that doesn't have a chemistry on it. Like if it's a triple threat with Andrade, maybe. Okay, maybe. But one on one with Ray, I just don't get that vibe from it. That Ray and Andrade would have so
2: now that we're talking about mania so much what which, which match i guess are you most looking forward to
1: i guess uh styles and orton i'm just thinking about that promo they did on smackdown i think i said it last week i never thought i'd heard dixie carter's name mentioned that's just more fuel to the fire i absolutely love that assuming randy wants to play that match can be amazing and uh yeah i'm, I'm really looking forward to that I'm looking forward to Triple H and Batista.
0: I'm joking. Uh, Actually, yeah, AJ and and uh, Randy. I think it's going to be a show stealer. And another match, Roman and uh, Drew. I, I. It could be good. Depends how much time they give it. If they really give it time, I think it could be another great match. But other than that, Lesnar and Rollins. I. It's a foregone conclusion what's going to happen. To me, the match I'm looking forward to is is
2: Shane McMahon versus The Miz. (laughs) The only reason being is I want to see what they do with The Miz after WrestleMania.
0: You know what? I want to see what they do with them. I want to see Vince McMahon come out and Miz give him skull crushing finale. And now just both of them and then pin Shane McMahon and then leave. And then that's another feud. You can start with the McMahon family going against The Miz. Daniel Bryan now with the authority. And that's something totally different. I would love to see The Miz and Vince just go at it week
2: after week. (laughs) Like on the mic, that would just be, that would be amazing. I don't want
0: you in the main event. Yes, I do. No, I don't. Dang.
2: You had your chance seven years ago and you blew it. You suck. You're not awesome. You're You're you
0: suck. It. You're fine. You're fine. I don't want you. You're fine.
2: And then the Miz could just be like, I have been the man for three years and you don't show me respect. How dare you? And then he just loses it and then that's it. Oh like even Rollins on Rod. You see what he did to Drew with the chair? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. The only thing I liked with Raw was the Rollins and Lesnar kind of altercation. Yeah. As Lesnar coming out as like the very cocky champion. And it's like, I could see like Lesnar going into Mania too cocky and then he, he loses. You know, In I actually an upset victory. think that match
0: might be a little bit better because of Raw. Like Lesnar likes if Lesnar wants guys, to work, yeah. like
2: you say with Orton, if he wants to play Lesnar, it could be a great match.
0: But if it's not the
1: main event...
2: I don't think it is I uh, think yeah, I think I think it's Rousey
1: think. Is that second last probably yeah yeah
2: I think Rousey is gonna main event the
0: show Ooh, that's another
2: because uh, of that whole storyline yeah. I think it's like so, it's so anti-WWE that they're gonna make it
0: the main event something tells me there's gonna be a lot of uh, interference in that match did you like what they did on Raw I liked with it towards, uh, with the husband
1: d- dropping the security
2: card I, lo- I loved it I thought I thought that was good
1: yeah Shows said he's just there and it feels
2: like they're both like they hate the company and like they hate the whole scripted shit. Like they just want to go out there and fuck people up. That's just don't like,
1: like it. everyone says kayfabe's dead, but like when it's still it's kinda no. broken in certain ways, it still kinda of pisses me off. Like even yeah. when Drew was cutting the promo saying, I'm not talking to Roman Reigns the character, I'm talking to Joe. I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> why? <laughs> oh man, I know.
2: I guess he wants to make it more personal like
1: that. I'm not talking to Drew McIntyre. I'm talking to Drew Galloway. There's no
0: need.
2: <laughs> it only worked when Punk said that to Triple H. Yeah.
1: Because you
0: know that's what, like if their name is completely I'm talking to Paul Levesque. Oh, he oh. went <laughs> <laughs> You don't have the pants in the family, but you do wear your
2: panties, don't you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, CM Punk, I miss that guy. There's okay. nostalgia. <laughs> that's nostalgia. That's nostalgia. That's what brings fans back. Yeah. That's what this mania is going to do. Fuck. Nick's like, oh, where's Goldberg?
1: Yeah, for the casual fan, it, it should be awesome. They're like, yeah, we haven't seen this guy in 10 years. It'll be fun. But for the people yeah. that tune in every week, it's like, what the hell? You have all this talent. The, pr- probably the best roster they have ever had. Tell that to Mask, because he says
2: wrestling sucks now.
1: That's the casual fan. We keep up all the time. Like we're like, where's Andrade? Where's Balor? This is ridiculous. So for us, one good sign from this, Fox
0: wants WWE to stop being so politically correct. They're paying them over a billion dollars. So come October, hopefully this means we have a shift in product and they actually start trying to make it because Fox could say, you know what, WWE, we're gonna put you on FS1 because we don't like the numbers you're doing and we don't like how you're so involved in it you're not risky you're not like edgy product <clears throat> so hopefully there's high hopes there. i also hear rumors that lesnar's coming back yeah in and, october and he should be the smack on smackdown
1: i feel like i hear the same thing every year <laughs> around this time i
0: wouldn't, wouldn't make more sense i wouldn't i wouldn't mess with smackdown no because then you wouldn't have to rely on because on raw you have to rely on them to come all for 15 minutes smackdown it's two hours you can have them about five minutes you don't need them to do much and then you just have to be on every other week.
2: It's tough to say, like, from, like, now till October. It's going to change a lot, yeah, the product, sure. obviously. Superstar super Shake-Up, up, all yeah. that. It's going to affect, you know, television. But a lot of people are saying as well, it's going to go, like, past PG with AEW, like, emerging. Yeah, a lot of people is. are saying that it's not going to be PG anymore. So
1: back to their TV- TV-14. Yeah,
2: Hopefully. yeah. That's why I think they're bringing up this whole Kofi Kingston thing and like they're getting more heat with the whole racist stuff because I heard like online now like people are bashing Vince saying like he, this whole <laughs> – yeah. like they're, they're trying to make it look like it's not a racist angle but it's a racist angle on like Vince like not going through with Kofi because he's black.
1: Yeah.
2: That's like the top guy.
1: So Kofi has to win. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like he's putting all this obstacles in front of him because people are – the story is he's racist towards a black main event champion and it's like I'm going to put every all the odds against you. That's how people are looking at it on Twitter because I've been just reading, oh, Vince is a racist. He hates yeah. black people. So if this means that it is going to TV 14 slowly,
0: I mean it is working. Yeah. So And maybe AEW coming up might be the best thing in May because finally they'll say, oh my god, this product is good. Hopefully, it's really good their first event. So like that, it tells them, okay, we got to pick our game up.
2: For TV14, when it goes to the women, though, I don't want to see bra and panty shit. I don't want to see any sexist stuff anymore because if you look at AEW, the girls that they're signing there are high elite wrestlers. Britt Baker might be one of the best in the whole industry. Tessa Blanchard I heard he's leaving TNA to go to AEW.
1: They're supposed to, uh, sometime tonight, Brandon Some. Rhodes is announcing a new signing. So, could be a partnership too with Impact because Impact signed with well, OVW, OVW. I saw that. They had developmental
0: territory and I heard from like a lot of people. Uh, OVW, if they got a real good product down there. That's a big time market.
2: Batista, Brock, yeah. and John Cena and Orton all came from OVW. Sean
0: Benjamin, like
2: a lot of they guys. have They have the potential, but. It, like I said, if it goes to TV 14, I don't want girls like Charlotte Flair coming out in pro- provocative fucking gear because we've had that for way too long. And we mean Pinella have said before, the women's wrestling nowadays, some wrestlers are better than male wrestlers. Yeah. And I say that with confidence. Charlotte, easily. Charlotte, Becky. When I say main event and when it, I hope it does main event, if people start bashing that, I'll literally be like, these two are the most talented and the most proven and these people should be given this opportunity Even like, they're the most year, deserving year. Yeah. they're the most charlotte is the most deserving
1: i think she's one of the best wrestlers i've ever seen
2: like and she's a woman and it's crazy and everyone can pull pull the rick flair card yeah, but, it's your daughter you get handed everything she's getting there regardless she's i know so but that's that's the haters everyone hates someone at some point right you have your own opinions but just look at Charlotte Russell. She's just. Like this the I don't even know what it is, a corkscrew moonsaw, I don't know what she yeah, calls they, it outside the ring. That's the insane. And she always lands
1: on the on the, the participants perfectly. Yeah. There's never a botch to uh, finish with that. I think I said uh it was at TLC when Becky did the leg drop off the ladder onto the oh, table. Oh, that was on like, and off. I can't run right her ribs. If, like I couldn't tell if she was acting or if she was seriously heart uh, seriously hurt. Like she's yeah. just – she's amazing. Oh, and my
0: god. If you go back to last year's WrestleMania, yeah, her and Asuka was arguably the best match on the card. If it they was had amazing. that amazing, oh, yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't have minded it over Brock and Roman.
2: <sighs> you get, they, I said if it's TV-14, you can't be sexist anymore. We're in an age now where you can't be pulling that, yes. especially if you have the talent to pull out great matches. Like, like okay – Candice Michelle and Victoria is not going to put together a great match. Yeah. Far from it, actually. But women's wrestling nowadays, is de- it's changed. Women's Revolution, Sasha, Bailey, Charlotte, Becky, all these women, Asuka, Ember, all they're all high-quality wrestlers. Even look at NXT, Bianca Belair. She still has that kind of old flavor feel where it's... Yeah, I'm a girly girl, but I can wrestle and I can whip your ass. She's I'm actually, muscular. She's, the, she's actually a
1: beast. Yeah. yeah.
2: She's muscular, yeah. but she has that girl look. Yeah. Whereas then you have a Shayna Baszler who completely goes against all of what we saw 10 years ago. Actually, 15 years ago, around 15 years they ago. They also
1: have arguably the best women's wrestler in the world in Io Shirai. Yeah. Oh, she's, disgust. be up on
2: she's, the main roster she's disgusting.
1: Yeah.
2: We saw a glimpse of her at uh, the Royal Rumble. She was great. Kyrie saying down there they Oh nxt done a lot oh. and i can't wait to see adam cole win the nxt title because he's my guy i love that guy is that it for today yeah let's wrap it up <laughs> that was a lot of
0: wrestling in nhl we this was a long show today it was but next week we've got some more planned okay But uh, thanks a lot, guys. Tune in. uh, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. The links will be there. And see you next week. Just keep up with our journey with Nostalgia Mania.